the dangerous freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 73 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am your nasally congested Sasquatch, sitting here with my co-pilot, Zakomrad. Yes, sir. I apologize. It's been one of those weird days. I pretty much outgrown my allergies. I used to take Dimatap like every day as a kid, and must be the bean dust. I don't know. It's Back starting. with a vengeance. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I took some DayQuil, and it's... Almost 10 o'clock at night. I'll be all right. I told him it was a bad idea. I'll sleep. I sleep like a drunk baby. Um, Much to cover this week. We have your much anticipated 2020 debate from last week to discuss. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Plus much more. But first, it's time for Comrades Corner. Ooh. Yeah. Welcome to Comrades Corner. Today, we discuss vegans and sex. Sorry for the mental picture. I know, hairy, sweaty, with a slight B.O. ambiance. Cringeworthy at best, but nonetheless, there are some serious things to digest when it comes to these two topics. So without further ado, sex sells. We all know this. Porn sites are multi-billion dollar enterprises and there always seem to be room for one more. With that said, something finally happened. Something that after seeing it, I wondered why I haven't seen it a thousand times over already. But the first, Bang Bros. A porn company has put in a bid for naming rights for the Miami Heat Stadium. Better than that, they want to call it the BBC. (laughs) Probably not after the British Broadcast Company. Obviously, it stands for Basketball Company. To be honest, I'm surprised this has never happened in the past. I mean, these companies are huge. They get a majority of their profits from young people. Seems like a killer idea. It will be mere weeks before we see the Deep Throat Arena for the Miami Dolphins. Then the Poundtown Patriots Stadium. I mean, the possibilities are endless. But they will come. Next up... We have vegans. I know, no one wants to talk about vegans but vegans. But there's a nice realization people are having when it comes to the overly aware, woke scolds that they are. Vegans care about the environment more than you do. Just ask one. Hell, you don't have to, they'll tell you. What's more, they also care about animals more than you do. Again, obvious fact, because they told you so. Well, people started noticing things. Like, if you don't use animals for clothing, what do you use? Well... The obvious answer is plastic. And if you don't want people to kill those animals and you don't want them to use any animal products, doesn't that mean that there'll be more plastic? And isn't plastic bad for the environment? Well, yes, it is, folks. 
and the vegans of the world are getting a little taste of their own medicine. All their don't eat meat and don't wear animals kick is worse for the environment than the BP oil spill. Finally, some sense. These people would like you to believe that they're helping the planet, but again, they're doing the exact opposite. So, I ask, does it surprise any of you that a sect of the leftist mob has encouraged unrealistic goals for mankind that actually hurt the planet in the long run? It shouldn't. And that's Comrade's Corner. I wonder if they can change the naming rights because there are some like, well, no, it wouldn't be fitting. What's well, that? It might be. I don't know. So I don't know if there's a women, a WNBA team in Miami, but would BBC really be fitting there? Maybe they could name the court because they have court naming rights too. That's true. Like it's a. I guess they would play at the same stadium, wouldn't Forgive they? Forgive me, orphans and fans of the University of Illinois of old, um, the Assembly Hall, now known as the State Farm Center. It will always be the Assembly Hall. It is the it. Assembly Hall. But it's Lou Henson Court at the State Farm Center. Okay. So it could be BBB, BBC Arena with Carpet Muncher Court. Or something. They could change, waffle court. They could change the names for the women's sports. I'm, I, I'm obviously saying that there are lesbian WNBA blast basketball players. It's true. There are. One of them's dating that crazy Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. 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 She's some. But yeah. No. <laughs> I, I As soon as I read this article, I was like, hmm. Why... Has why is this only a thing? It's 2019. This should have been a thing in like 2012. This is when this should have started popping off. I was just kind of surprised it never happened before. I mean, and their bid—I didn't even mention that their bid is 10 million dollars. Yeah. To be completely honest, I don't even know if that's a big number, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. It seems like a big number. Yeah. I don't know. Could you imagine if the Willis Tower was the <laughs> the BBC Tower? Oh my gosh. <laughs> They'd have to pay. I mean, it's not the tallest building in the world anymore, but hey, you know, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Big Naturals. Something I don't know. That'd be my favorite. Just yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's some serious possibilities with this whole naming rights thing, and porn companies getting involved. And that could be funny. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's really all it is. It's it's comedy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're gonna name whatever they want. I saw that and I, said, I had to send it to you. I'm like, what? That, was, that was funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. That made the comrades' corner. Milf Hunter Arena. <laughs> right? I mean, that doesn't count. I didn't say the f word. Oh, dude. <laughs> It's insinuated. No, I got one better. <laughs> Be like the casting couch box seats. Oh, <laughs> the VIP box. Yeah, just like the, you, the casting couch ca- VIP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So, if you guys can think of any others, 
please reference this article and send us a line on Facebook or Twitter or Parlor. Yeah. Orphans of the American Dream on Facebook at OAD underscore studios on Twitter and OAD studios on Parlor. Yeah. We're on Instagram too. You just have to find it. Our logo's there. You know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, now that the Or fun... memes. I don't care. Right. This is funny. Do it. Send it to <laughs> us. We'll laugh. Now that the fun's out of the way, we got to get to really serious things like the Democrat national debate. <laughs> oh, God. There's some good news that came out of this. Oh, what happened? Must have. Must have turned it off. I'll have to turn it back on. We're all sorts of screwed up here today. I guess. As you can tell. It's all because you are all stuffily. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I don't like it. <sighs> anyway, I have a highlight montage video, which we are going to interrupt and talk through the whole thing. So it's, it's I don't know, what four, eight minutes. I don't know. Well worth the listen, especially when we're going to talk about it. So for your listening pleasure. Now, I may not be the loudest person up here, but I think we've already got that in the White House. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, you're damn right we do. <laughs> we'll get to this. But yeah, I just I couldn't stack it. <clears throat> that was... Yeah, Houston, we have a problem. We have a bunch of crazy leftists on the stage. They're all saying the same thing. Yep, pretty much. Campaign will now give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for an entire year to 10 American families. Someone watching this at home right now. <laughs> so that was Andrew Yang. That was his highlight of the entire night where, yeah, he wants to give families a freedom dividend. He wants to... <laughs> He's not using campaign donations to play video ads or newspaper or anything like he wants to give people money isn't that considered a campaign finance violation i think so i mean isn't we'll that have paying? to see he how hasn't they done it i guess no, so no, yeah but anyway i have some uh there's a story i don't know if i still have it so after this debate he had a huge expansion to his email list Five hundred thousand people applied to this he would just give them a thousand dollars a month for a year like 12 families or something crazy. I want to apply for it. <clears throat> I don't want his dirty money. It's not dirty. It's it's clean campaign money from Soros. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, he got, it bumped his... Yeah, it was like... <clears throat> uh, I think he received like a million dollars in uh, funding after this, which was ridiculous because it's way more than he made up until that point. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. That $1 million represents more than one-third of the money Yang raised in the last quarter. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, that, that's fun. But yeah, he's getting people's attention, I guess. Yeah, this guy, Pete Butt-Edge-Edge. Edge. It's original. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, President Trump, you've spent the last two and a half years full-time trying to sow hate and division among us. And I plan on focusing on our common issues, our common hopes and desires, and in that way, unifying our country, winning this election, and turning the page for America. And now, President Trump, you can go back to watching Fox News. 
She's not a comedian. She really needs to stop. She wants. She's to bring, weird. She wants to bring people together, right? That's that's her whole thing. But but her entire time as a prosecutor was corruption and lies and illegal activity. I mean, whatever, whatever. No worries. She's so weird. She's done this before, trying to make a joke. She laughed at it. Mm-hmm. Like, shut up. You're not funny. She's, I mean... These people are weird. So far in this video, we're not talking to anybody that matters. I know. I wrote the damn bill, if I may say so. And while Bernie wrote the bill, I read the bill. And on page eight, on page eight of the bill, it says that we will no longer have private insurance as we know it. They're going to give back that money to the employee? Matter of fact, they will. Well, let me tell you something. For a socialist, you got For a socialist, you got a lot more confidence in corporate America than I do. You got to defend the fact that 500,000 Americans are going bankrupt. You know why they're going bankrupt? Because they suffered a terrible disease, cancer or heart disease. I know a lot about cancer. Let me So that's not true. It's like a very small percentage of people are actually going bankrupt because of actual medical emergencies. What happens is you have a medical emergency and you lose your job. And you don't have money coming in to pay for your emergency. Uh, somebody was explaining this um, earlier in the week and I was listening to it. They were, they were talking about how it's a very minute number. But the number he's throwing out there, one, is extremely overblown. And two, it doesn't even account for the people who are actually having issues with their it's not because their health insurance is too expensive it's not because the procedure is too expensive it's because they lost their job and they didn't they don't have money to live while they're going through their treatments or whatever nationalized healthcare is not going to fix that no not at all that's still going to be a thing i will say that and that sucks hospitals are ridiculous no it's 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 it is absolutely it's a cartel and things are way overpriced the consumer has no control the only time the only way cap you know the only way the free market works is if the consumer has the power and And competition gives them the power and competition exactly competition gives them the power we don't have that they need it Uh you know price transparency we need to know what we're paying for Make these hospitals compete against each other. Take away the bureaucracy of the government in the system that doesn't need to be in the system because all they've done since they've gotten the system is make prices go up. Well, I'll say this. Um, my grandfather um, died in 1970 of a brain aneurysm, but he had colon cancer, which stemmed from, he believed, the canned food, whatever, when he was in the service. Mm-hmm. Um he was able to pay for his cancer treatments in the 60s out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. This is a guy who ran his own business, Ornamental Iron. Yeah. Well, that's something that changed in, I'd say, probably early 80s or late 70s when the prices started to go up drastically. And because it wasn't that long ago, I would say when we were kids, you could pay for a, a doctor visit out of pocket. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like you didn't use your insurance. It's like it's like a car. If you got in a, in a bad crash, you used your insurance. Yeah. If you got a dent in your door, you paid the hundred and fifty bucks to have it fixed. Yeah. But now everything is a huge crash it's when exorbitant. it comes to the hospitals because everything's so expensive. 
You know, just, a, just an get, ambulance ride's fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I get that the cost of things goes up, and we have more innovative things that happen. But this whole notion of for profit, you know, hospitals are supposed to help, right? And they can be for profit, yeah. but they need to be in a in a real system. That, yeah, it's a cartel at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. It's like the pharmaceuticals a cartel. They kind of wide and weave together there. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> back to this chicanery. Say something. It's personal to me. Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? I'm fulfilling fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, and you're not. I'll be surprised to him. Oh, Joe. I don't like that little Castro guy. His haircut, his greasy hair creeps me out. But Joe, man, yeah. This guy made fun of him. His teeth fell out. <laughs> he just, I swear to God, he's doing all this stuff on purpose. Could be. I don't <clears> know. <throat> he can't, like, how long you had dentures, man? It didn't. You didn't get dentures last week. Yeah. Like, you've had dentures for a minute. Did you forget to did put you, the poly yeah, dent on it? Did you forget it? how to use dentures? No. You're not in this now, and then this week you told this corn pop freaking story. Did you hear about that? Oh uh, yeah. Jesus. He's just pandering to like bad 80 year dude. old men. Yeah, he's pandering to 80 year old men. He's a bad is. dude, this corn pop. Moves <clears throat> straight razors. And they used to bang him on the concrete to make him rusty. Yeah. I told him. <laughs> like I, I just <laughs> But yeah. Maybe it was true. I don't know. I don't really care. Joe Biden's ridiculous. That's okay. And he's the he's the sane one. Could have been true. He was 35 in 1922. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't, I, I think he might be going a little senile. I don't know. Uh, I think he's doing it purposeful. Could be. He's He's got a history of being a nut, so, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know, man. If that quarter pop story is true, fine. I don't really care, but he is nuts. Mm, absolutely. Crazy Joe. Yeah, he's like the crazy Cedal guy at the nursing home. This reminds everybody of what they cannot can I, stand about Washington. Scoring I, points against each other, poking at each other, and telling each other that, that you're my plan, your plan. Look, we all. Yeah, that's called a Democratic primary election. That's called an election. That's called a debate, Castro, you dumb bitch. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg, he just doesn't understand. You know, it's it's a debate. This is what happens. You don't have to like it, but it, that's the reality of it. You know. Yeah, you're 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 putting your best foot forward in front of other people and with like-minded ideas. This and is it, not fair. We're <laughs> we're tearing each other down and building each other up. It's like no, that's, that's nah, ah. yeah. you just can't scream sense into these people. No. I don't think you can slap sense into them. <laughs> That's an election. You know, this is what we're here for. It's an election. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. I... And there he was. The 2019 AR-15 Salesman of the Year. <laughs> O-M-G. Dude, that's historic. 
yeah. no major prominent on that kind of stage network television Democrat has ever said, I am going to take your guns. Right. I want to take your guns. I'm going to take your guns. Dude, his party, they have got to be shitting bricks right now. Oh, you know. Because you know that's been the MO for years. But they're not We're not going to talk about it. This is what we want, but we're not talking about it. We're going to take it a little bit at a time. He just went, went, (laughs) Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) Thank you, Napoleon Dynamite. Great job. This is great news. This is why I said this is great news. No, absolutely. One of these dumb bastards actually pulled the pin. <laughs> and watch, everybody else is starting to follow suit. Yeah. Oh. So this is the one shiny moment of the debate. Beta O'Rourke. Beta O'Rourke. Oh. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It really is. You think this will put a shot in the arm of the NRA? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dana Loesch isn't even a spokesperson anymore, and she she was like five seconds into it, and she was like, they don't want to take your guns, remember? (laughs) Prepare to say tonight that you and President Obama made a mistake about deportations. Why should Latinos trust you? What Latinos should look at is comparing this president to the president we have is outrageous, number one. We didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate yes, did. families. Every yes, time did. something good about Barack Way Obama worse. comes up, he says, oh, I was there, I was there, I was there. That's me. Yeah, they're the ones who built the detention centers and the yeah. cages and the whatever. They that did. famous photo. And deported like four times the amount of people that Trump has. Yeah. I mean, at least they're getting their day in court or at least getting talked to and going through like a process now. Before it was just like they, like, they sent U.S. citizens back. Yeah. Crazy. Nutbags. And then every time somebody questions part of the administration that we were both part of, he says, well, that was the president. I mean, he wants to take credit for Obama's work, but not have to answer to any questions. Donald Trump in office on trade policy. You know, he reminds me of that, that guy in The Wizard of Oz. You know, when you pull back the curtain, it's a really small dude. Okay. I love that the like the moderator was just like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, George Stephanopoulos, which was one of the debate guys, he is very short. Yeah, so maybe maybe he took offense. He should have walked up there and roundhouse kicked her. Dude, she's so weird. That would have got him some ratings. She's She's so creepy. She doesn't have anything to run on. Like, she has no platform. No. She's, and she's weird and awkward. Yeah. This is the worst. That are, why, do, why do the worst people have to represent our country? I mean, they're not. <laughs> well, she, well, she is. So. She's a senator. Yeah, I guess you know, see what you're saying. Oh. My biggest professional setback oh, is, is embarrassing because a lot of folks know about it. I, with a bunch of tenant leaders in Newark, New Jersey in 2002, took on the political machine. And boy, did they fight back. I had tires on my car slashed or campaign offices were broken into and here's a bit of advice to everybody if you're going to have a spectacular failure have a documentary team there to capture it because it made for an oscar nominated documentary called street fight but then unfortunately another setback it lost in the oscars to a movie called march of the dagnap penguins for crying out loud thank you really hold on that is your biggest like 
setback, not you getting caught beating the crap out of your girlfriend. <laughs> that's not that's not your biggest setback. That wasn't it. <laughs> Does anybody in the world buy that he says dang nab? No. I no golly. One, no one does. No one believes any of that. Oh, puke. All of our candidates, it was a great debate. I think we learned a lot tonight. Thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot. It's great music, though. Yeah, I guess it's Nah, no one wants to care about that. Yeah, that's, that's a... So is Trump actually running against someone else, or is or is he just going to take it? I mean, I'm wondering if, like, these other crazy people that are trying to primary him are any better than these people. Probably not. You got a guy that sang for the Eagles running. There was one. A failed <clears throat> libertarian, fake libertarian. There was one that I was... Former governor. That I was seeing, and I was kind of like, hmm... No, one just announced. I don't know who the hell he is. Oh, you know, maybe Sanford or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking about the Democrats back when. Uh... Oh, what's that guy that I like? I like a lot of guys. Wow. <laughs> um, I can't think of his name right now. He owns the he owns a basketball team. Oh, Cuban. Yeah, when he was talking about running, I was like, maybe. I wouldn't be 100% against that. Well, he couldn't be on this stage. He makes sense. He's not an idiot. Yeah. He's actually done something with his life. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Not the Republicans. Oh, these people. I am I, excited that Beta O'Rourke screwed the pooch. Finally pulled the trigger on oh, that. Oh, it's so great. It just It's a confirmation of things that we've been saying for years and years and years and people that are supporters of the Second Amendment have feared for years and years and years. It's true. They all think it. He's the only one who I hate to say a beta male has some balls, but... He's grasping at straws. I wouldn't call it balls. It's reactionary at best. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. I like it, though. I mean, keep going, dummy. Make your platform known. Tell us what we already know. Maybe this is a turning point for the Democrats. Just be honest. Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be exciting. It would. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I highly doubt it. Highly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently Elizabeth Warren ran some kind of a poll where she found out that people don't trust the government. And she was surprised? Yeah, I think she was. I guess she's got a plan to fix it. I don't know what it is. Probably terrible because she's terrible. Right. Yeah, it it completely backfired. She's so dumb. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I th- what did I hear on the radio? There were some, uh, oh, it was Maisie Hironu or whatever from Hawaii. She was trying to explain why Republicans do such a good job with, you know, middle class people or whatever, because they, they, they connect, whatever, mm-hmm. connect on an emotional level or whatever. Right. And Democrats have trouble with it because they're too intelligent. They connect. Up here, but not here. 
I thought they were the ones <laughs> that were all about like touchy feelies and. Well, they can't. They're too smart. That's what she says. They're too smart. They're too intelligent to. They got to do a better job. Yeah. You can so, have you can have all the intelligence in the world that you want, but if you don't have any common sense, people see that. Yeah. Like sadly, there's a thing. There's such a phenomenon as as educated idiots. That's a thing. It seems to be a plague these days. Intelligent dummies. But sadly, it looks like a Warren's beating Bernie out. That's, she's, what is, oh, these people are. <laughs> I don't know, she's climbing. Did he not learn his lesson last time? I think he, I think he knows. He has to. He has to know it's going to be the same game. Even if he, <laughs> even if he is the guy, if he somehow, like, I have this thought in the back of my head that the Bernie crowd, you know, they were just as intense as the Trump crowd in 2016. Yeah. And he got screwed. I wonder, in the back of my head, if they are all still gung-ho and they're just being quiet, like the Trump supporters were. And when the primary comes up, he's just going to sweep the damn thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they poll. I was watching another highlight video of this debate. Oh, what was it? The top six? They did a poll. Mm -hmm. ABC did afterwards. Seriously. Was it Bernie and Warren and Biden and whoever the hell else is on that stage? Right. Top six, whatever. Every one of them were beating Trump at a head to head poll. Oh, yeah. I know. What is an absolute crap? I mean, realistically, it's, I don't even think it's their fault. I think it's just that the, the, the people that are voting for Trump, your, your, your Trump supporters, they don't do polls. They they're that, not even. They're not being called either. Well, even if they were, even if they called sixty percent Trump supporters and forty percent Democrats, they're only going to get forty, maybe fifty percent of, of the tallies, because Trump supporters ain't got time for that. They're just going to be like, "No, I don't have time for your stupid poll." And hang I'm, up the phone. I'm working. Shut yeah, up. I'm. I'm. No, I don't care. Hang up. Click. Yeah. But they do. These polls are crap. No, don't believe any poll you ever see in your life. The the polls are for the sheep. They just see it in passing. Oh, whatever. Yeah. And they call. If you look at the breakdown of the poll, if you go find the the metadata for it, they're calling 70% Democrats anyway. Yeah. That's what they're doing. This is not just a Democrat problem. Republicans do it too. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. You can get... I don't buy polling data. Polling data is crock of shit. Some of it. It is all a crock of shit. You cannot tell me that a thousand, you're going to talk I've, to a thousand people and that's going to be the consensus for 300 whatever million people we have. In this okay, country. I will say national polls are probably most definitely crap. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, especially if you're only getting a thousand. Now you get a hundred thousand, now we can talk and say, okay, that's that's accurate within, we'll say 20%. Or whatever. I don't know the math. I'm not, I'm not, this I'm not, poll that I was speaking of, the margin was three and a half. <laughs> Three point five. Right. That's that's a, that's way too slim of a margin. It's not realistic. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm not a mathematizer. Okay, that's not what I do. But there are polls like more localized polls and stuff like that that will give you more accurate details and stuff like you know like you could do a state poll and those are a little more accurate. You still need to get enough people, and a thousand people is not enough. 
you know, but. I just don't buy them. I don't care what it is. I don't trust them. I don't yeah. trust the people are honest. Well, that's fair. The people that do it are doing it. The people that are answering the phone. I don't buy it. You don't get to speak for me. No, that's fair. But speaking of the Democrats and their friends, <laughs> Iran apparently attacked Saudi Arabia, which I'm sure you have all heard by now. But I have some questions. Um, the Houthi rebels have taken responsibility for this. And with no proof other than the angle that the drones hit the site, to my knowledge at least, we are saying that Iran did it. And now adding more sanctions to Iran and putting ourselves in a position where war with Iran actually looks realistic. Me and me and Matt were actually talking about this right before the show, and like something needs to be done with Iran. They are destabilizing the entire Middle East intentionally to make it what they want. It's not right, and our soldiers are dying in Iraq and Afghanistan, mostly Afghanistan now. Um, in defense of these countries, when the real problem is really just Iran. Are the Saudis innocent? No, they just give us a buttload of money. Let's be real. That's why we're their friends. They give us a buttload of money. And in return, I believe we give them a buttload of weapons. I'm not 100% sure what the quick for crow is. <clears throat> but that's it. I mean, I honestly think they're one and the same. Like, let's not forget... 9-11 just happened, just went by. This isn't a conspiracy theory. They were Saudis. I mean, ah, yeah. So, man, I want to fix this, and I think we could do it. I think the, the U.S. has the capabilities. We could go in there, in and out in six months, and be done with the whole situation. I know we could, but... That's not how these wars work. Nope. That's not how you know, make money for two decades. Congress has to approve it too. No, for sure. I would about a board if they don't. No. And even, uh, I mean, I'm not on board at all, just for the simple fact that it's not going to be that way. No. The whole like, oh, we can get in and out in six months. That's the way it should happen. That's the way it could happen. That is not the way they're going to allow it to happen. Therefore, the fantasy island doesn't matter, and nope. I'm not supporting. But, man, I wish we could do something to make them. The ship part of it is, is that the people of Iran don't even care for their leadership. They really don't. No, they support us. They've had multiple protests over the last couple years. Yeah. Over the, the government in Iran wanting to, you know, that girl, she, she, I mean, I'm pretty sure she hung for it. The one who took her hijab, hijab off. And 
Uh, they imprisoned her. She was like 17 or something like that. She stood on a table. It was a big thing a couple of years ago or a year ago, maybe. And I'm pretty sure she uh, was executed for it. <clears throat> but they're done with this crap. They don't want it. You know, personally. And leftists think, wonder why we we love our Constitution and our, our rights that are given to us on that. Yeah. Second Amendment, you know. No. Like, shit like that wouldn't stand. No. You're going to execute me because I don't want to wear your stupid little scarf? Shut up. Yeah. I got beautiful hair. I got big boobs. I don't know if she did, but I'm just saying. I can't even remember. Some of these Middle Eastern women are probably pretty damn hot. Take that crap off of them. They are very beautiful people. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just sad. Middle East used to be such a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh-huh. And this extremist. Radical. Islamists. Yep. Have ruined the entire region. Yeah. Uh, well, so Trump tweeted, Ooh, and I think it was, well, I'll get into it afterwards, Tulsi Gabbard, who didn't get to be in the debate, which is probably okay for her, because who wants to be on stage with that lunacy? And be the only sane one. Yeah. Somewhat sane one. Well. So, she tweeted out this video in response to Trump's tweet the other day. Yesterday, President Trump offered to place our military my brothers and sisters in uniform, under the command of Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the dictator of the Islamist Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Trump said we are locked and loaded, but are waiting to hear from the kingdom as to who they believe was the cause of this attack and under what terms we would proceed. Now, Mr. President, as you know, I have never engaged in hateful rhetoric against you or your family, and I never will. But you're offering our military assets to the dictator of Saudi Arabia to use as he sees fit is a betrayal of my brothers and sisters in uniform who are ready to give our lives for our country, not for the Islamist dictator of Saudi Arabia. And for you to think that you can pimp out our proud servicemen and women to the prince of Saudi Arabia is disgraceful. And it once again shows that you are unfit to serve as our commander in chief. As a member of Congress and as a soldier, I and all of my brothers and sisters in uniform have taken an oath to protect and defend the American people and the Constitution of the United States of America. There is nothing in our Constitution that gives you the power to go to war without the express consent of Congress, but to speak of giving you the power to offer our military to a foreign power like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to use as they wish. President Trump, your words and actions are a betrayal of my brothers and sisters in uniform, the American people, and our Constitution. My fellow service members and I, we are not your prostitutes. You are not our pimp. I think this was an appropriate response from her. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, it turns out that, you know, Trump is not, he's not bluffing, but I don't think he really meant locked and loaded. Like in a sense, yes, but I don't think like what she said right? from what I've heard today and whatever. So last couple, 
I think I think there's a pretty good theory going around, and it, I think it comes with pretty good authority. Trump is dealing with these dictators like Rocket Man and whatever with some of this extreme rhetoric. But what have I been saying since before we even started doing this show? Wait and see. Yeah. I get Tulsi. You know, she's she's passionate. She doesn't like losing people. Um, and she's I think she's anti-war. Which, I'm anti-war. Unless it's necessary. Which it's not very often. Right. <clears throat> Especially the regime change crap. Right. Which is what this would be. Blood money. Oil money, whatever. Drug money, you know, poppy fields, Afghanistan. But uh, I get where she's coming from. She didn't get to be on the debate. This got her some attention, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I would like to see her debate Trump on some of this stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I understand what she's saying, and I, I, I do agree with her. Uh, I think... I also agree that what and how and why Trump said what he did and had its place. And I'm sure he had a reason. Um, I don't think his Twitter style is a good time for this. Like, and that is classic Trump Twitter style. We're, we're, talking about Iran here and this is not Kim Jong-un who says they're an axe tough and has ED on the launch pad we're talking about Iran who has a full-fledged military so I don't know she's right I mean but yeah Pompeo's fucking beat damn it He's beating the wardrobe. Yeah. I don't like it. We just got rid of Bolton. Then we need to get rid of Pompeo, too. These Warhawks need to go, man. I'm telling you, we got we got rid of Bolton, and the moment we got rid of Bolton is the closest we've been to war with Iran since he since Trump got in office. Oh. What if what if behind the scenes Bolton was on was actually this shy anti war guy? <laughs> And just like the media manipulated everybody into thinking he's this horrible war hawk. I doubt it. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> I highly doubt it. Uh, well, Tulsi did something cool too. Um, so the other day it was Constitution Day. Yeah. She had something to say about that too. And I really, really like this. Hey, everybody. We are driving across Iowa, but I just wanted to take a moment to. Recognize that today is Constitution Day. It's been 232 years since this founding document was signed, and it's important to take this moment to recognize how important our Constitution is and why we must uphold it. Because there's too many people these days who don't even know what our Bill of Rights are or what they say or how critical these rights and freedoms enshrined in our Constitution are to all of us. Uh, This is why at all of our campaign events, we hand out copies of our Constitution and Bill of Rights. Now, as a member of Congress and as a soldier, like all service members, I took an oath to protect and defend the American people and the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, there is nothing in our Constitution that gives any president the power to go to war without congressional authority. 
and there's certainly nothing in our Constitution that gives any president the right to outsource our military to a foreign power. You see how important this is given what we are facing today. Even here at home, as we deal with congressional gridlock and hyperpartisan divides, let's remember that our loyalty needs to be to the Constitution, not to any one person or politician or political party. As president, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. So I don't know if you guys caught that at the end there, um, but that was a portion of the oath that you take as a service member when you join the military. Um, that is your uh, oath to the Constitution of the American people. Um, that was kind of cool. I do love that she did that. Hell yeah. So, you know, she ain't perfect. I don't agree with her on some things, but I think she's a reasonable human being. Yeah, which is hard to find on the Democratic side these days. It's hard to find on either side of the aisle, I'll be honest with you. Well, yeah, you're not Politicians are rats. <laughs> that's putting it nicely. So do we have some Snowden news? Do we ever? So, Snowden has announced that he would come back to the U.S. on one condition. What do you think it is? A pardon. No. No? He actually said he would come back. If he just got a fair trial, if he got a jury trial, he would come back. Huh. Well, obviously, the U.S. said no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they just want to lock him up indefinitely and never throw away the key. Um, <clears throat> and then he wrote a book, or published a book. I mean, I'm sure he wrote it a long time ago. But he uh, put a book on Amazon. And now the DOJ, or not the DOJ, the uh, U.S. government is suing him because he did not send the book to, I believe, the FBI to be cleared to make sure that there's no sensitive material in it. Oh, well. The book hasn't been taken down, so I'm assuming there's no sensitive material in it. But they're still suing for all of the proceeds of the book. <laughs> to which Snowden responded... This is actually really good for Bitcoin. <laughs> so, um, he's been a little more active on social media lately. I think he's got something up his sleeve. Like he's planning something, whether it be to come home or maybe he has a pardon waiting. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I hope. Him, uh, Snowden and Assange, they both need to be pardoned. And Chelsea Manning. Don't yeah. about her. Yeah. They're all heroes. They all did their part to show the American people that the government is wrong, was doing wrong things, and the government's only mad because they got caught. Yep. So, yeah. So, that is the Snowden news. Then, there is the Kavanaugh news, which is almost similar because it also involves a book. <laughs> so... This lady wrote a book, and um, in it, I guess, there is an account that she recalls, nope, there's an account that she thinks, nope, there's an account that she does not remember about Kavanaugh pushing his genitalia into her hand at a frat party, which no one else can corroborate, including the person who wrote it, because she's not even 100% sure. 
she can't she can't you know remember the new york times then wrote an article about this <laughs> and apparently what happened was it's completely innocent so what happened was the two the duo journalists wrote the article and then sent it to the editors and the editors decided they didn't want to enter the name of the victim even though it's on the book that the victim wrote victim is being said with multiple air quotes by the way <laughs> um so the editors took that out and in taking out the victim's name still air quotes they took out the part in the article that said that she doesn't recall the situation happening at all two problems why was the only mentioned in the article once that the entire book you know doesn't recall how does it not mention more than once in the article and even if it is only mentioned once in the article who's the editor that decided that context was correct this is the hatchet job this well, is a smear campaign what they do this was not an accident this is intentional the freaking edit the, the the redaction came out less than an hour after the article was published yeah they knew the second they published what was happening and we don't, and people scoff when Trump says that the press is the enemy of the American people. And they're dishonest and it's fake news and everybody laughs. And it's like, and then you have like literally a laundry list of articles where you can just be like, hey, so like this entire list of 20 to probably 150 articles just in the last two and a half years are all full of crap and had to be redacted. Yeah. It had to be changed. It had to be edited because for because of falsities. Like, there's no such thing as journalistic integrity. I don't honestly. There's very few actual journalists anymore. No, for sure. Honestly, were there ever more than just a few? I mean, it maybe maybe back. It depends. Before the Gulf of Tonkin. But it's just it's egregious. Ugh. Anything to get him. They, they got to get the orange man. Yeah, it's a joke. I just can't believe that. Ugh. They're gonna, they're trying again. Because now they're like talking about impeachment of Kavanaugh again over this article. that I mean, it didn't go very far. Like I think they expected this to be big. And then it fell flat because they're idiots. <clears throat> and now they're just dealing with re- repercussions. But... I think they expected to get Kavanaugh kicked off the, out of, out, over this. And <laughs> that's just not what... Then, now, after this came out, there's more information about uh, Blasey Ford being pressured. Do you see that? I think I saw a headline. Yeah, so her and the other witnesses are being pressured by supporters and, like, coerced to cooperate and say certain things. And it's like... Hello, when are any of these people going to go to jail? <laughs> never. Uh, I'll be I mean, probably yeah. tomorrow, but... But yeah, so that is that. The New York Times is a... I mean, I wouldn't even wipe my butt with that. It was the only thing laid on the cornfield after a stage five typhoon. I wouldn't even wipe my butt with it. That is extremely serious, my friend. Yeah. 
Well, who owns them? Bezos. Yeah. It's part of it right there. Um, they're not making money. I'm surprised some of these newspapers are still open. They're not making money. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I there's still a bunch of people that believe that madness. It's activism. It's all it is. That's what yeah. the DNC, that's what MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, any of the other ridiculous outlets. I don't know. I think I think the right and the conservatives and Republicans, we need to get better at doing some of the things the left are really good at. And I'm not saying, oh, don't go to work, do your job, whatever, be a lazy piece of crap. Not that all government workers are. They're sure as not. But they just push this crap on people. This is inherently false. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Constantly. I don't know, man. It's stupid. Uh, you're For sure. You guys ready for some Illinois action? Oh. So, I was baffled to read this earlier. A new memo from Governor B.J. Pritzker's office office warning Illinois state agencies of future budget cuts. That's not a word you think you'd hear coming out of his mouth. Is the latest challenge underscoring the severity of the Illinois pension crisis. Get this. The memo instructs state agencies to include in their budget request for the next fiscal year a scenario that anticipates a 6.5% across-the-board cut to their agency budgets. That's more than that's more than Ron or ever proposed. <laughs> it also advised to explore ways to cut commissions and boards under each agency's purview by 10% and requested, quote, at least two significant efficiency and savings ideas for each agency. The memo also reinforces the case that Illinois, Illinoisans deserve the opportunity to vote an amendment to the state constitution that would enable common sense pension reform. Oh, Lord. When any, any public official says common sense anything reform, that is when you need to start to worry. Yeah, I know for sure. What did Ronald Reagan say? The scariest words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. Hello, jackpot. Yeah. Oh, old BJ. That was all surprising. Yeah. Cut. What? All right, whatever. Yeah. That's none of that. I mean, we must really be screwed. Oh, wait. We, we've known that for a while. <laughs> you guys want some sad news? I do. Okay, so Ulrich George Klopfer, a late abortion doctor who used to operate in South Bend Clinic, died on September 3rd, my birthday. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I thought you said it was bad news. Huh? Well, bad news is, oh. on September 12th, the Will County, Illinois Sheriff's Coroner's Office received a call from an attorney representing the family of Ulrich George Klopfer, a late abortion doctor. Um, They reported finding fetal remains among Klopfer's personal property and requested proper removal. Will County Sheriff's detectives, crime scene investigators, and representatives of the coroner's office 
went to the address and were directed to an area of the property where 2,246 medically preserved fetal remains were located. The coroner's office took possession of the remains. There is no as evidence as of yet that any medical procedures were conducted at the property, according to the sheriff's office, and the family is cooperating fully with the investigation. Interestingly enough, in 2015, the Indiana Medical Licensing Board suspended Klopfer's medical license. And he had performed these abortions at the Women's Pavilion in South Bend and at clinics in Fort Wayne and Gary, Indiana. 2,246 dead babies. That's... Ugh. That's insane. At his house. What a sick puppy is this guy. Good gravy. That's wild. I don't even have anything to say about that. It's so insanity. That is insanity. <clears throat> well, I have some bittersweet news. We had good news. We've had bad news. I have some bittersweet Illinois news. If you did not know already, Illinois not only lets dead people vote, but we also pay dead people Medicaid benefits. <laughs> To the tune of $4.6 million. 80 people, 80 deceased people, and 84 insurance payments. So, the bittersweet about this, because this is just garbage sauce. The entire reason this happened, this is not the bittersweet part. The entire reason this happened, state officials say, is because of a technical flaw, which was later revealed to be the state failed to enter into the individual to enter the individual's death date in the system. So their technical flaw is lazy government worker. Gee, go figure. <laughs> now for the. Silver lining, if you will. The state now owes the federal government $3.2 million, the portion of the $4.6 million received from the federal government in the first place. <laughs> so if we weren't already screwed, we're now on the hook for another $3.2 million that we paid to dead people that, wait a minute, who cashed the fucking checks? All right, write me down. Who cashed the checks? Why can't we just be like, oh, dead people didn't receive the money? We'll take it back. You know? That's insane. Uh, but no. So apparently the checks got cashed and nobody cares who did it. <laughs> and It has to be. I don't understand how we're on the hook for $3.2 million if we didn't get the money back. Obviously we didn't. Somebody used it. The government probably seized it in the freaking auction because the guy couldn't afford his housing out of Chicago. So it all went up for state auction. Ridiculous. They took everything. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know it was their money to begin with. Ugh. Ugh. That's nuts. I hate every bit of that. Yeah, no, for sure. Just goes to show, if the government can do anything right, they can really screw things up correctly. 
What is our favorite morning personality? I mean, I'm saying that facetiously. Mango? No, the other one that follows him. He's oh. Like, he's annoying. Oh. But he does have a good line, and I like it. Yeah. If it weren't for double standards, the Democrats yeah, would have, have no none. standards at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Chris Plant. Yeah, Chris Plant. I haven't listened to him more. I'm, he's starting to grow on me. Well, he's all of them. I, I usually turn it off. Yeah. Well, I used to. Now, I got my Bluetooth speaker I'm that I put above my roll. visor in my truck. I'm just jamming. Yeah. Probably singing. I listened, to, I listened to real radio the other day. Like, I turned on music. Yeah. Like, and, what is this crap? Yeah, man. I'm not going to lie. It's an experience. Like, <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how you people do that every day. Crazy. I'm going to talk radio. <laughs> well, that's all we got for Illinois. I guess we're going to reinstitute V3 this week, and I have a dandy a doozy. <clears throat> Ooh. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> it's like a I don't know. Whatever. Six, six Sasquatch is just he's just falling apart. I'm falling apart, brah. Brother. Well, bring it back V three. Tell it, me all it, about it. And it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I might need a Snickers. Apparently. <laughs> so here's the uh music. Every time there's another mass shooting in America, politicians have the same idea. It's time to require a background check for anyone who wants to buy a gun. I'm one of the Republicans who does believe there should be background checks. It is an open secret that the existing background check system is broken. Oh, I have an appetite for background checks. We're going to be doing background checks. Here's what they want to change. Right now, gun buyers in the U.S. only have to go through a background check at a gun store but they don't have to go through one if they buy a gun from an unlicensed dealer, like at a gun show or a private sale. But with universal background checks, everyone who buys a gun would have to go through one. Pretty much every American is in favor of this. There's only one problem. Universal background checks won't solve America's gun crisis, but there's something else that might. To understand how background checks work, it helps to imagine two very different people who both want to buy a gun. The first person is dangerous. Maybe he has a history of domestic violence or mental illness. And most importantly, he has a record. And the second one is not dangerous. He just wants a gun for protection or to go hunting or cause shooting guns is kind of fun. Before either one can buy a gun, they first have to go through an FBI instant background check. And I mean instant. It only takes an average of 108 seconds to get a response from the FBI's database. That database is made up of records sent in by state police and other agencies, and it's checked to see if the buyer has things like a criminal record, addiction, a restraining order, or has been hospitalized for a mental illness. Under a universal background check system, anyone buying a gun, whether in a gun store or through a private sale, would have to be checked through that database. That means our second person walks out with a gun, and our first person with a criminal record doesn't. Or at least he shouldn't. I've done a lot of reporting on this. We have just seen time and time again that background checks do not stop people who we don't want having guns from actually getting the weapons. There are a couple problems with the background check system. 
One is that the FBI database is about as outdated as its logo. It's missing millions of records. That's why the Charleston church shooter was able to buy a gun, despite having a record. Or why the man who killed 26 <clears throat> Texan churchgoers was also able to pass a background check after the Air Force failed to send his domestic abuse convictions to the FBI. So even with a background check for every type of sale, there's still a chance this guy gets a gun. That's partly why study after study has found that while background checks prevent or make substantially more difficult the criminal acquisition of firearms. So first off, um, the background, is this Vox telling us that background checks don't work? <laughs> can, we just, can we just get that elephant out of the room? Vox is telling us the background checks don't work? I thought we've been telling everybody background checks don't work. Second, he's talking about how background checks are just ineffective. Not that. Sincerity. Uh, let alone the fact he didn't cover the guy who's never committed a crime and buys a gun and let alone, and can do whatever the heck he wants with it because he is a law-abiding citizen and then he does something horrible with it. Not, not even counting... Like, they didn't even go into detail about what requiring a private sale background check would even look like. How difficult that would be. How expensive that would be. Just crazy. All right, I'm sorry. I'm done. It's nuts. Making them universal doesn't have any effect on the actual gun crisis in America. Gun deaths. A Johns Hopkins study of California where comprehensive background Crisis. checks were implemented in 1991 found that the law was not associated with changes in firearm suicide or homicide, thanks in part to those incomplete and missing records. The other problem with background checks is that they only look at good people and already bad people, but there is an in-between. The background checks are supposed to catch people who have an, a record already. It just misses all the people who I haven't done anything bad yet, but might do something bad in the future. Herman is not advocating for a minority report situation. He's talking about someone like this guy, who's also dangerous, but who doesn't have a record. Under a universal background check system, he could get a gun in 108 seconds. But there's another system that okay, could prevent stop this. that bullshit Twelve right states now. in D.C. have gone one step you cannot get a gun in 108 seconds. It takes a lot longer than that. Like she mentioned in the beginning of the video, but she kind of glossed over it. This background check goes to the FBI or the state or to the FBI through state agencies. Those state agencies, it takes forever for them to send that in. More than three days sometimes. That's why you have three-day wait periods here in Illinois. That's part of that reason. Yep. So no, they're they're full of crap. Secondly. She's talking about how the database is defunct because it doesn't have all the records. Do you know why it doesn't have all the records? It's not because the system is garbage. It's because the state and local police aren't sending the records yeah. to the FBI system. That's not the FBI system's fault. That's not the background system fault. But Okay, sorry. They should really tighten that up. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they're not do that they don't do that. Ah, angry. Yep. Further and established a licensing system. How's it different? Well, here's how it works in Massachusetts. Before you ever go to a gun store, you first have to take a firearm safety course. 
Then you have to go to the police department and submit an application, give references, and give your fingerprints for a background check. Then not only is the FBI database checked, but all local law enforcement agencies, wherever you've lived, are directly contacted, along with the Department of Mental Health. That entire process in Massachusetts usually takes about three weeks, and most people, about 97%, pass. Nothing about a licensing system will prevent a law-abiding citizen from going through the process and obtaining a firearm. No, it just makes That's it Dr. Cassandra Kerfasi. She researches health policy at Johns Hopkins, and she's one of the authors from the studies earlier. She says the reason licensing works is that it's designed to do both of the big things background checks fail at. A, to properly identify and screen out people who shouldn't have guns, and B, create a system to reduce impulsive gun purchases. The licensing system is more comprehensive than the one database background check system, so our criminal will be reliably denied a gun. But because it's so meticulous, it also stands a chance of keeping our third guy, without a record, from getting a gun. There are people who may want to impulsively acquire a firearm, for example, to harm themselves or others. And the process of obtaining a license can at least delay that person during that time of crisis, or you know, maybe deter them from getting that firearm at all. Including your in 1995, Connecticut it. implemented a licensing system. Over the next 10 years, they saw a drop in gun homicides and gun suicides. Compare that to Missouri, which once had a licensing system but got rid of it in 2007. Over the next decade, they had a huge spike in gun homicides and gun suicides. In both states, there were lots of factors involved. But researchers say this shows that licensing works. It's also pretty popular. Among voters who live in a house with a gun, more than two-thirds think that it's a good idea. Ask all Americans, and more than three-quarters support it. Background checks are supposed to stop These bad people from getting guns, but they often don't. <laughs> licensing picks up that slack. By making sure that people are crossing these hurdles, we just make sure in a much better, stronger way that people are not getting firearms when they shouldn't have them. People are ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> like, they—they uh, like they intentionally lied in that video like five times. Yeah. Or they skirted around certain certain parts of the conversation because they knew it didn't show what they wanted it to show. Ah! Intellectual angry. dishonesty. <sighs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, man, I don't know. The left. Is, what is, when are they going to hit the rock bottom of crazy? I honestly do not have an answer to that. I don't, I don't think they have a bottom. I think that's part of the reason I don't have an answer. Yeah. I can't see what the bottom looks like. I mean, if you would ask, if you would ask me not even 10 years ago if I would have ever thought that the Democrats would be running in a presidential, in a national presidential primary and everybody except for like one or two people was supporting full-blown socialism yeah i would have called you crazy 
Not enough kids got taught discipline. Not enough kids got their ass kicked by their parents, whether it be, you know, an actual boot in the ass or some discipline. Right. Um, participation trophies. Being rewarded for sucking. Being coddled. Not being not not being forced to work. Mm-hmm. These are all factors that I think attribute to a crappy person. And just so happens that a lot of crappy people are leftists. They're Americans. I support their right to be crappy, but you'd think you'd want to be better. Yeah. I don't know. We're the problem. We go overseas, we're the problem. We, we can't be doing that. Yeah, we can. We should. Some cases. Yeah, I mean, just wild. Uh huh. What do you want to look? What do we need to look out for here this upcoming week? Time. Um, Hong Kong is. They actually took a break in protest for nine eleven, which kind of a cool deal. Um, but that's still going on, and the people are not done. They're not done fighting. They want all of their demands met or none of their demands. They are literally give me liberty or give me death right now. Um, the Brexit thing is, I think I, I jinxed it, and I don't know what's going on with it now. Yeah. A no-deal Brexit cannot happen now. The They have made it so. So keep an eye on that. Beyond that, Middle East... And always keep an eye on North Korea. They'll always do something crazy when we're not paying attention. Yeah. Insanity. Well, we'll have more for you next week. I'm sure there will be some 2020 updates. Um, who knows what's going to happen? We'll, we'll keep you posted, though. Yeah, we'll have uh, the impeachment proceedings oh good gravy i doubt we have the impeachment proceedings i wish we had the impeachment proceedings do you imagine if they actually approved a resolution they don't have the balls i mean they'd lose like 50 seats in the house like that i mean they're literally trying to find a crazy enough prosecutor slash activist judge to take this case on the court Oh, that'd be great. Ugh. Well, you guys, it's been a fun show. Um, hopefully you learned something. Um, once again, if you can think of a fun porn category, dirty arena name or court or field name, drop us a line. Absolutely. Orphans of the American Dream on Facebook. At OAD underscore studios on Twitter. At OAD studios on the parlor. Um, also go to our wonderful, beautiful website. Orphansoftheamericandream.com And if you listen to this show and you like it, share it with your friends. Also, what do you always say? Like and subscribe. Like Download and subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Helps us out. Oh, Tommy has... To p- oh. You know, oh, whatever. Um, I'm losing my mind. You're fine. I can't breathe out of my nose. It sucks. Um, yeah. Drop us a line on that. You guys need to keep your heads on a swivel. Love each other. Take care of each other. 
Peace, brother, brothers. Prepaid. <laughs> <laughs>